0: This is an audio recording of The Sod of Yahweh and the Endowment by William J. Hamblin, originally published in Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, Volume 4, 2013, pages 147-259, to 259, read by William Hamblin. This audio recording is copyrighted by Interpreter, a Journal of Mormon Scripture, under a Creative Commons license, and may be freely distributed if it remains unchanged, the journal and its website are credited, and is for non-commercial use. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon Scripture can be found at mormoninterpreter.com. The Sod of Yahweh and the Endowment by William J. Hamblin Abstract In the Hebrew Bible, the Sod of God was a council of celestial beings who consulted with God, learned his Sod, or secret plan, and then fulfilled that plan. This paper argues that the LDS Endowment is, in part, a ritual reenactment of the Sod, where the participants observed the Sod, council of God, and learned the Sod, secret plan of God, and covenant to fulfill that plan. In its broader sense, the Hebrew term sod means a confidential discussion, a secret or plan, a circle of confidants or counsel. Nearly all scholars now agree that sod, when used in relationship to God, refers to the heavenly council or sowed of God, which humans may sometimes visit to learn divine mysteries or obtain a prophetic message to deliver to mankind. The celestial members of this council are variously called the host of heaven, gods, or sons of gods, or holy ones. Sod can refer either to to the divine council itself, or to the deliberative secret results of that council, that is, the secret plans of the council, which a prophet is sometimes permitted to learn or to reveal to humankind. Only those who are part of the divine sod or council know the sod or secret plan, and only those who are given explicit permission may reveal that sod to humankind. This concept is illustrated by a number of passages in, in the Bible. In First Kings 22, 19-23, the prophet Micaiah described his vision of the sod as follows. I saw Yahweh sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing beside him, on his right hand and on his left. And Yahweh said, Who will entice Ahab that he may go up and fall at Ramoth-Gilead? And one of th- said one thing, and another said another. Then a spirit came forward and stood before Yahweh and said, I will entice him. And Yahweh said unto him, By what means? And he said, I will go out and will be a lying spirit in the mouth of all his prophets. And he said, You are to entice him, and you shall succeed. Go out and do so. Now, therefore, behold, Yahweh has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these your prophets. Yahweh has declared disaster for you. Notice here that Micaiah participated in the sowed of Yahweh and therefore knows Yahweh's secret plans and therefore can accurately prophesy, whereas the other court prophets, with no knowledge of Yahweh's sowed, are deceived. Note, too, the important motif that God is sitting on a throne surrounded by his sowed. Biblical divine enthronement scenes and throne theophanies often imply a meeting of the sowed. In Isaiah 6, Isaiah enters the presence of Yahweh, seated on a throne in his temple. There he meets with the divine council and is invested with a mission to reveal the deliberations of the council to humankind. Note that in Isaiah, the sod of Yahweh meets in the celestial temple, where Yahweh sits enthroned, just as in Micaiah's vision. Jeremiah twenty-three sixteen to 18 describes Jeremiah's response to prophets who prophesy victory for Judah over Babylon. Jeremiah writes, Thus says Yahweh of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the false prophets who prophesy to you filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not of the mouth of Yahweh. They say continually to those who despise the word of Yahweh, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. But who among them has stood in the sod of Yahweh to see and hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Jeremiah twenty three twenty one to 22 continues this theme when Yahweh himself speaks. I did not send the false prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my sowed, then they would have pro- proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned them from their evil ways and from the evil of their deeds. The obvious implications of these two passages is that Jeremiah has stood in the Sod of Yahweh, just like Micaiah and Isaiah before him, and therefore knows Yahweh's Sod or secret plan, which he can reveal to humankind through his prophecies. The distinction between a true prophet and a false one is that the true prophet has stood in the Sod of Yahweh, while the false prophet hasn't. This precisely parallels the descriptions of Micaiah's vision of the Sod, while the false prophets don't know God's secret plan. Psalm 42 offers a fascinating description of the counsel of God God, Elohim, has taken his place in the council, Adat, of God. In the midst of the gods, Elohim, he holds judgment. I, God, said, You, the divine council, are gods, Elohim. Sons of the Most High, Bnei Elion, all of you. In this meeting of the Council of God, God calls the members of his sowed gods and sons of the highest. Amos three seven, a passage often quoted by Latter-day Saints, describes Yahweh's sowed as follows, For the Lord Yahweh doesn't do anything without revealing his sowed to his servants the prophets. Amos provides here a summary principle paralleling the explicit examples of Micaiah, Isaiah, and Jeremiah given above. God reveals the Sod, the secret plan, of his Sod, the divine counsel, to his prophets. Psalm 25.14 adds an interesting covenantal aspect to the Sod. The Sod of Yahweh is for those who honor him. He reveals his covenant, Barit, to them. In this verse, knowledge of the sod of Yahweh is directly linked to the revelation of Yahweh's covenant. Finally, Job provides a description of God's sod composed of the sons of God meeting in council in Job 1.6 and 2.1. In Job 15.8, Eliphaz insists that Job has not sat in the sod and therefore cannot understand God's will regarding Job. All of this is, of course, familiar to many Latter-day Saints, since these texts have been compared to several passages in LDS Scripture which also describe the Sod of Yahweh, for example, 1 Nephi 1, 8-18, and Abraham three twenty-two to 23 I would like, however, to move one step further and suggest that we should understand the LDS endowment as a ritual and dramatic participation in the sowed or divine counsel of God, through which God reveals to the covenanter his sowed or secret plan of salvation— the hidden meaning and purpose of creation in the cosmos. When we consider the endowment drama in this way, remembering that in Isaiah the meeting place of the Sod of Yahweh is in the temple, the endowment fits broadly in the biblical tradition of ritually observing or participating in the council Sod of Yahweh described in these biblical texts. This has been an audio recording of the Sod of Yahweh and the endowment by William Hamblin, read by William Hamblin. A printed version of this and many other articles and resources on Mormon scripture can be found at Mormoninterpreter.com.